When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sportsbet BS Hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me partner's group. Me mate Dave, I reckon he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Speak so very quickly. It's, uh, it, it's very impressive the way they do that. Mm. Not sure how they, how they manage. Uh, robot Building Supplies, Berwick BMW, Sonos, bringing us uh, the run home this particular Monday afternoon. You've been reading a few temper texts, thanks to 40 Winks, uh, regarding the Dave Warner story, which emerged yes. earlier today about um, the application process that's now open to him uh, to have some sort of leadership status um, returned to mm-hmm. him. Uh, you and I are a bit hazy on the details, what it actually means and where it's going to go. Somebody who's all over it is the uh, chief cricket writer for the Australian and a valued member of SEN Cricket, of course, Pete Lawler, who's been good enough to join us on the show. Uh, lovely to hear your voice, Peter. Um, what, what does this actually – tell us what the what's open to Dave Warner, what's in front of him right now and, and what it's likely to mean. Well, it's a really good question, Andrew, because I've asked myself through this process, um, particularly that one, now that we've got to this week and this part of the year, um, what does this mean and why is he doing it? I guess from David Warner's point of view, you can kind of see that uh, you wouldn't mind that removed from your record, would you? You don't want to mark on your grave that you've, you've got a leadership ban from cricket. So he lies a bloke with a leadership ban. No. Okay. Um, the argument, I mean, the Thunder have, have, have put in an application earlier in the year because they want, when they got Warner, they wanted him to be able to captain their side in the BBL. Um, the Players Association put in an application in February because they thought there's no that it's not right to have a, a leadership ban, and, and people will have a lot of opinions on this. But I tend, I, I don't think it's correct to have a lifetime leadership ban. I think everybody has a chance to rehabilitate themselves, mm. and um, it was never clearly explained why it was him that was chosen. Uh, to my mind, it wasn't adequate. No, no, that's a, a fair lot call. Of people yep. will say it would be. Yep. Yeah, yep. Um, So what is it? And, and to get back to my original point, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm driving all over the road like it's Friday night. <laughs> you take it easy, yeah, well, like, like it used to be Friday night. Um, <laughs> two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they appointed Pat Cummins the one-day job. So, I mean, uh, that was kind of snatched from in front of him at the last minute too. So I've seen some quotes from him. I haven't quite caught the whole press conference yet because I'm still in Sydney. But um, he's sort of saying oh, it's a little bit. Um, it's frustrating because this could have been done nine months ago. Mm. You know, he said, why did it take nine months to make this decision when it took you four days to give me a lifetime ban mm. in 2018? He says, you know, I'm not a criminal. You know, I should get the right of a, an appeal. I mean, I think he'd probably find it galling that he has to demonstrate that he's of improved character and behaviour since. I mean, I think we can all see, actually, that he hasn't put a, a, a foot out of place since that ban happened, has he? Mm. Well, no, no that's not, true. Not, to not, that, not, not to that, not to that no, extent, of course. That's for sure. Hey, Peter, yeah. is this in, in real practical terms, is it about just about 
uh, the Sydney Thunder and trying to get access to, for, for, or at least have the option for him to, to captain that team? Because do you see any prospect of him being a captain with any of the national programs anyway? Not really, no, I don't, Casey. So mm. I, I tend to think that it that it doesn't really have that much practical application. Mm. Mm. They've signalled that, that Cummins is their white ball captain right up to the World Cup. They've signalled that uh, that if not him, they'll probably go to Hazelwood or a, or a uh, Smith. Um, so it doesn't seem to have any practical application anymore. It would have perhaps if it had been lifted two months ago and that one-day job was there, mm. or, you know, if it was an option in the T20 World Cup. But it seems to me uh, to be a little bit almost ceremonial. I'm searching for a better word than that, but mm. I'll just plump on that Yeah, one. no, that'll do. That'll do, <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> yep. Hey, hey people, on that ceremonial, ceremonial type narrative, uh, you've been in here before. You, we've got this temper text machine, and any time we talk about this, the feedback when, in regards to Davy Warner and what he did is never really strong. It's not passive, and and there is no. a very strong narrative that goes beyond just David Warner. It goes towards the entire Australian team with what's happened with Langer and a few other issues that have bubbled along over the last four or five years. Uh, mm. Would that would that come into the uh, reckoning of the decision makers when? They're making a decision about this and, and thinking, well, just by the look of this, if we allow him back in, that this um, perhaps is is going to have an impact on the fans. Yeah, look, I, I would uh, – and, and I don't mean to call into uh, count your uh, the temper text. It's a, it's a fine <laughs> institution. But in that sort of sampling, mm. who responds to questions like that in sampling? Angry people respond. Don't they? Yeah, yeah. You know, so you get that outpouring of anger. I mean, when I look at the comment section underneath my article some days on the Australian, I say, "Oh my God, is that what people think?" And then mm. someone taps me on the shoulder and says, "No, mate, that's that's the two percent of mm. the readers who actually comment, and they're always the same two percent. They're always the same people. They're always angry, and whatever happens is never good enough for them." But Look, uh, CA is very aware of its brand, isn't it? They they would take that stuff on board for sure. Oh, but 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 just on before, but just on that, it's not just them. You look yesterday. There was a story in one of the papers. I think it was Daniel Brettig. I was talking to Andy about it before the show, and it was about how the story is about asking the question: Well, is the public off the Australian team? Oh, I think it would. It goes beyond just the temper text machine. I think there is a a sense that, that this Australian team has got some some issues. Yeah, Gracie, actually, I, I, I do tend to... I think that there is a, um, a sort of... There is, there, there is a strong feeling among a fair section that I won't dismiss as the 2% who are angry, mm. of cricket fans and sports fans who are really upset with what happened with the Langer thing. Yeah. I, I, and the way it played out and the way they think, the, the way it's been presented to have played out and, you know, who, who caused it to happen. I think that um, a lot of Australians instantly identify with the Langer's passion. Yeah. Langer's, yeah. you know, Langer's a bloke who's got a, the Australian flag on his front lawn, mate. Yeah. Home. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets out there and sings the National Anthem. <laughs> right. but, yeah. you know, but, but that kind of speaks to yeah. people. And that's, when, you, when you love cricket so much and you want to you know, paint your face and get in front of the tally and scream for your team, mm. like we all want to do, you know, except we've probably got jobs at it, um, you want someone like Langer out there saying, you know, this is life and death, you know. This is, you know, this is 
that he takes him to Gallipoli for lessons about cricket. But the last thing Australian Australian sports fans don't like a laid back, oh, you know, practical approach to oh well, we we've lost the World Cup, but we've got another game tomorrow, so we've, that's that's our focus at the moment. I mean, that's the reality of the situation, but you don't want to hear it, do so, you? So, Pete. To sort of more broadly, we're going off the Dave Warner stuff, but it sort of, I guess, will circulate, circle back to it at some stage. We may or we may not. But, but Pat Cummins, so Gazy brings up uh, Justin Langer, and, you know, Pat Cummins was in the middle of conversations that have led us to where we are now. And, and then, you know, Pat Cummins says, no, I don't, I'm not the Alinta thing. Oh. I'm not going to do any TV commercials anymore. And, for his own personal reasons, mm. when when Pat Cummins ascended to the leadership position, did did you know that he had these sorts of convictions about him? Yes, yeah, I did, um, I did, and I and I think it's um, everybody's right to choose whether they want to be part. You know, he yeah. did, he was the face of a winter, three three summers running. Mm. Um, and look, if it, if it's his personal choice not to do it. Why not? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the people who will jump up and down and deny him the chance to do that are the same people who will jump up and down and say Israel Folau has every right not to wear, you know, the, hmm. the, the pride flag <laughs> on his jumper. Yeah. You know, they said yeah. the other. And, and, and maybe, maybe yes. we're all hypocrites on that topic. But Pat has always been... Um, well, Pat's a young person. He's well-educated. Uh, he's interested in topics. And I was aware of his, his views on those things. But I will say one thing. I reckon there's a misrepresentation on this. I have, ne- have you ever heard Pat Cummins come out and stand in front of a microphone and tell you what to do Never. with regards to climate Never. or anything? No. Nope. Ever? No. Nope. I haven't heard him open his mouth. No. Nope. He may have made quotes in, you know, like magazine-type interviews with folks like me where he says, oh, well, I'm very concerned about the planet and, you know, my children's future and this and that. And people can then conflate that with the Olympia thing. But he's never lectured anybody, has mm, he? No, but no. There is this, there's this idea abroad that he does lecture on the topic and and you can't get that. You can't get the genie back in the bottle on these things. But, but people actually think that Pat Cummins lectures them on climate change. I've never heard it. <laughs> yeah, never yeah. Heard it. It, it goes to that whole, you know, the the big broad thing about, you know, just play sport, mate. Just bowl the ball. Just shoot the basketball. Mm. Just kick the footy. Just and and it's and you're right. Like Cummins isn't really um, ramming any views. He's not trying to shape the way anybody else thinks. No. He's just doing his own thing, but you know what? You know, there's there's an element of the Australian sporting uh, public that don't want this to enter in any way, shape, or form into their into their kind of sporting consciousness. Yeah, well, you know, good luck with that because mm. yeah, every major issue in, in our in our society somehow gets, I reckon, gets played out through sport and the platforms of sport. Sport mm. reflects. Almost everything that happens around us, I reckon, on so many topics you see yeah. them play out in sport. <laughs> and uh, you can't keep it out of there. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it just doesn't happen. It can't happen. Uh, sport's so crucial to life. And I, and I want to be Pollyanna about this. I actually think it's good. I think it gives us a way to actually – it gives people a way to engage with these topics Outside of, you know, the dreariness of Canberra. <laughs> you know, Peter Dutton said this, yes. and, you know, Anthony Albanese said that. Well, in a way, when it enters sport, you know, it actually comes, 
it enters people's lives. You can see, like, people... Well, who would have ever had an opinion on Qatar yeah, or the UAE yeah, yeah, if yeah. it wasn't a World Cup? Yeah, yeah. that's true. How and through, know, That's right. How would we know about the floods in Pakistan if yeah. we hadn't played cricket there? I mm. mean, there's, there are all sorts of elements get amplified by sport or given a platform by sport. What? So, so getting back to where we... Finishing where we started, um, yeah. the, the kind of public sentiment that you hear around Dave Warner. So so Gazy, you know, references the the text traffic that we get here and you know, yeah, you talk yeah. about the the feedback you get on the comment section of your newspaper. People you talk to, people who don't text into radio stations or what what do you hear what what's your vibe about the way the people you speak to feel about the prospect of Warner having the capacity, the the prospect of being a captain kind of reinstated? Yeah, well, the people I don't, I don't, I always say I'm not an expert, but I know plenty of people who are, mm. and it's my job to ask them and pass on their opinions. The expert opinion is that you could not get tactically a better captain than David Warner, and oh. I watched him closely in that series against New Zealand, um, and it wasn't just his tactical prowess. I think it was the way he carried himself in a team that was getting smacked around when the opposition batted first innings every time, but never dropped his head and kept his chin up and, you know, and the team kind of played in his image. Mm. But, you know, people uh, uh, people do express reservations. And let's face it, David was involved in some pretty some pretty rough incidents mm. in that South African tour that were just unseemly, weren't mm. they? Yeah. They weren't all his fault. But whenever there, and I wrote it at the time, whenever there were, whenever there was trouble, Davy or you know, whenever something caught fire, Davy was standing around with a box of matches. Yeah, yeah. He didn't necessarily start the fire, but no. he always seemed to be standing pretty close. <laughs> he's given plenty, and he's caught plenty on the way through. There's no, no there's no doubt about mm. that, Pete. Hey, um, we'll get a wriggle on. We'll continue to watch this space. You know, we'll get through this kind of November phase and. Uh, I'm sure the people will start coming back to Australian cricket matches as the summer really starts to unfold, despite the um, the doubts about that uh, in the minds of a few, mate. And uh, we'll be looking forward to your commentary and uh, contributions right throughout. Thanks for being part of it today. Flying us on the weekend man. and the real cricket starts. Yes. Red balls, fellas. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the one. Pete Lawler from the Australian part of SEN Cricket as well.